Welcome to another episode of Junior Achievement of South Florida's Recipe for Success. Just as there are no two recipes that contain the exact same ingredients or measurements, there are no two success stories exactly the same. Recipe for Success features entrepreneurs, visionary leaders, and innovators of all ages who will share the ingredients that make them successful. Here's your host, Lori Salarulo, President and CEO of Junior Achievement of South Florida. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Recipe for Success. Uh, This series and show is all about uh, sharing and hearing from leaders and entrepreneurs about the ingredients to their success. And, you know, this is such an unusual time for all of us that I, I am just so proud and so excited every time I hear about the ingredients that people are using to get through this time. And so today's guest uh, is someone that I've known for many years uh, and has become a friend and uh, a mentor. And I am so proud of her. Uh, and she is the Director of External Affairs at, for, for, uh, Lua, at FPNL. And so it is my pleasure to bring on to our show this morning, Miss Juliet Rolla. Good morning. I am doing well. I'm doing well. You know, I, I think I, um, you know, Mike was, was funny. He said, you know, I'm really happy that this happened for one reason, at least, right? One of the things on his list of, of good things has been that I started taking care of myself. Oh, wow. And he said, you know, you work so hard, you work 24 seven, you sleep so little, and you weren't exercising, you weren't eating right. And I just was really worried, right, health-wise. And so I feel great, lost 10 pounds. Patrick's lost 15. So we're eating well, we're exercising. And mentally, that has had such a positive effect also, I think. So how about you? So that's tremendous. You know, that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today. Um, really looking about, uh, looking for the what for, what can I get? What can value can be brought because of this situation? You know, just positive. You know, I am really feeling blessed too, family as well. Uh, You know, we're doing all we can to stay healthy. And um, I have, uh, so my positive is I really kind of uh, bridge communications with friends and family that I had kind of let go, right? Everybody's checking in and uh, it's been wonderful. So yeah. that's really been my uh, moment. During this well, I've heard so many people say that the universe is writing itself, right? That that we needed to, for this, something like this to happen. Unfortunately, you know, it's never good when there are, are deaths and, and and this economic, the economic side of this is, is uh, devastating for many people and many companies. But um, sometimes we take a step back in order to move forward, right? And really see the the potential going forward. And I think that's what this is, Absolutely. you know? I, I yeah. couldn't agree more. So first from, from a, uh, an FPNL standpoint, right? You all are doing so much. You're amazing community partners, right? Um, the company is so committed to the communities that it serves. You know, what have you seen um, in FPNL, your longtime employee, um, what is something that, that you're really proud that they're doing right now during this time? And maybe they did it before too, 
um, which is which is great if they're continuing it or doing more of it. So what have you seen? So thank you for asking. Um, I'm proud of, a, of quite a few things, uh, but let's talk about what you said. What were we doing before? So. Uh, you know, really strong commitment always in being a community partner and supporting organizations, nonprofits, uh, char for charitable reasons. You know, really trying to move the needle in our communities to make us a better place to live and work for all. Yeah. Uh, so we've continued that, but very specifically uh, directing funding to COVID-19 uh, efforts and initiatives. And you know there are many of them. Uh, so as a company, our parent company, Florida, which is Nextera Energy and FPL, uh, to date has, we're almost at the $3 million mark of funding that we have uh, made to various uh, organizations throughout our entire service territory uh, for COVID-related relief. I have to say um, that we're going to do some more. Uh, focusing primarily on food insecurity, which we have seen really hit our community. I think that's probably um, one of the top headlines every day is how food is, you know, food shortages, uh, and so many people that before did not have to worry about the next meal are now out there in lines waiting for a meal to be delivered. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so true. You know, we've offered, you know, we have the, the fortune, we're fortunate to have a 60,000 square foot facility, large parking, you know, areas and, and outside areas. Um, and we've, you know, we've told as many people as we can that we're there to be a, a resource, junior achievement, right? Uh, we're continuing to do our mission. Um, and of course, like you said, food and housing and those things are are critical needs, right, that we must have to survive. But I think, you know, with, with our mission being young people and preparing them for the future, right. um, we can't stop educating our children, right? Yeah. The yeah. world doesn't stop for them. Yeah. And so I think education probably to me is the third thing on that list, right? If, you know, yes, we need to eat and we need to have a roof over our heads and we need those very basic needs. But to me, the next most important thing is education. Uh, because our children's worlds won't stop. Yeah. So JA does such an incredible job with that. You've got to be so proud, Lori, for all mm -hmm. the tremendous work. And really um, bringing a, a very realistic view of what life is like and why the applicability of the skills that the children learn in school. Great program. Yeah. So you know, I wanted to mention is FPL is doing a series of environmental courses online through our Manatee Lagoon, uh, another resource for children to uh, learn more about conservation, the, the environment, and manatees in particular. So, Send um, that to me and we will um, get it out. We have about 750, 800 high schoolers in our programs that we are in touch with several times a week. So, so if you send me that resource, uh, we will get it out to them and that would be great. Well, so we shifted everything to virtual learning. Um, and doing sessions, speaker sessions, people like you teaching them certain things about certain industries, about the environment and the jobs, right, in that whole environmental field. So we've shifted, Perfect. right, um, to make sure, because our kids are not going back to school this year, to make sure that we are a resource to the teachers, to the school district, to parents. Um, and we've gotten such great feedback uh, on all of that. And so, so that's been a real positive. And so, 
Yeah, so strong community partner that's been a backbone for FPNL. Um, what about for you as a leader with your team? What's been one of the ingredients that might have been in your recipe, but maybe has risen to the top right during this time? So um, I would say purpose, mm. right? Purpose. So uh, that's long been an ingredient for me. Uh, purpose being purpose driven, very intentional. And um, that has definitely um, been at the forefront for me during this pandemic, right? So for instance, as it applies to uh, me personally and, and my role with this company, um, we have our primary purpose uh, above all things, all other things, is to make sure that every person out there in com this community, while they are dealing with this pandemic, does not have to worry about the lights being on. Right. So that is, I mean, for us, it's very a simple purpose, right? But there's so much more to get us to that, right? So um, on the operations side, continuing to make sure that we have a healthy workforce, uh, that our uh, crews and linemen are taken care of, that we're screening them, giving them free telehealth. We're doing every, you know, supportive, the, you know, personal protective equipment, doing everything we can to assure that we get, we keep them safe so that they can keep doing the work they can. Yeah. And also for me, um, you know, really making sure that uh, one of the ways we uh, listen, we listen to our community, anticipate the needs and communicate that internally as well. So. Uh, you've probably heard, and uh, like we do often in storm scenarios, we are uh, no, no longer, we've suspended disconnections for non-payments. Right. We understand that there are going to be a number of people now who are uh, financially insecure, who uh, have lost their jobs when they were hardworking through no fault of their own. Uh, so we are waiving uh, so many late fees. We are suspending disconnects so that that is not an additional concern. Right. No one should have to worry about that when they're worrying about how they're going to make the next um, rent payment to keep a roof over their head or a mortgage payment. You know, really, right. it's at times like these that that matters. Yeah. And that's that's an amazing purpose. Right. The why um, in what you do. Right. And, and again, it goes back to community and supporting the community, right? Um, and so it's all connected, which I love about that. Um, the, the third piece, the third connection for you, uh, and I'm sure for FPNL as well, because you represent them, is what you're doing as the chair of the Alliance, right? I would be remiss if I did not mention that, um, the calls that they're having, the weekly calls, you've done an amazing job of leading the, the community and the leaders in this community, keeping us up to date on what's happening, uh, bringing us the latest news uh, and leaders from Tallahassee or wherever uh, we need from Washington um, to keep us up to date so that we can be prepared, right? And plan properly for our community as, as the group of leaders, right? A key group of leaders. Talk a little bit about that. That must be so, there must be such a rewarding feeling to that. Oh, yes. It, it has been tremendous. So, you know, first, uh, the Alliance Act to commend, uh, you know, Bob Swindell and the staff 
they have stepped up. And another key ingredient always is um, really being flexible and responsive, right, to mm. what the needs are. And that's exactly what the Alliance did. And I was in complete agreement and supportive accord uh, when we realized we needed to be um, a resource for business continuity. And again, how do we do that to provide up-to-date, current, reliable information on a regular basis so that uh, our businesses can make uh, informed decisions, right? Uh, to learn of resources they might not have been previously aware of, to also hear uh, what other businesses are going through, kind of sharing of best practices. And that's what the town halls have been uh, for us in the business community. Um, we have had an average of 250 people attending them. Uh, we've had tremendous right. speakers, members of Congress, uh, very consistently, uh, also uh, state representatives. Uh, this week, we're going to have Senator Marco Rubio, for example. Uh, we've had uh, Shane Strom from the governor's office. Uh, you know, and then we have our local resource subject matter experts, uh, Mason Jackson uh, from Career Source. Uh, it's just really been phenomenal. Of course, we've heard a lot about healthcare and um, our health from Broward Health Department of um, you know Department of Health. We've really gotten a lot of firsthand information at a really critical time. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that has been so helpful. And I also think there's a comfort, right? We all we all know each other. We're all out in the community together. We all believe in this community and want to make it the best that it can be. Um, and so I think that there's there's also that comfort level that those meetings, you know, and those calls bring to all of us that we're all in this together, right? I know it sounds cliche and that's what everybody's saying. We're all in this together, but it's really true. Yeah. Right. So, you know, um, one of the things that I found uh, particularly wonderful was um, our neighbors to our north and south, uh, Broward, uh, in Palm Beach and in Miami-Dade. Uh, the economic development organizations both heard about this and thought it was a great idea and asked if they could do it. And it was a tremendous, the idea that they would want to do this and that we would be able to share this template and you know, help another two other organizations. Again, all about regionalism. Um, you know, not uh, this, not really being confined by borders or limited by that. But the idea that we are a greater community, and that's what it's all about. Yeah, it might be really interesting to do one that's a regional call uh, and and have you know, everybody from all three regions on a call. So that might be really great too, because we would get to hear what is happening to the left, right? And what is happening to the right. Um, and so I think that that's important for us to know because a lot of our a lot of our businesses here in Broward do business in all three counties, right? Um, we serve Palm Beach, we serve through Delray Beach. And so I would love to hear what's happening up there. Um, and so, that just might be another another uh, version of the show, might be a regional version. So, uh, but you do such an amazing job with that. And so I think your point, right, strong, everything comes down to being that strong community supporter, partner, 
um, making sure that you're doing that with purpose, right? And being intentional and that everything you do is based on uh, community first, really, is, is what I, I love about that. And I love that part about being flexible and responsive, right? We can freeze in fear and we might for a moment, right? Or for a short time, but at some point, um, we need to pick ourselves up and say, okay, how do we adapt what, we, what we're doing? How do we respond? How do we communicate? Um, I mean, listen, you know, as an organization, we have had to do that. I mean, we had already started doing some digital and virtual learning. It's been now a couple of years, but this just took it to a whole nother level. Right. Um, and what I love about it is, you know, I've said this repeatedly, I love watching our teams, right? I don't know about you, but I know watching my team uh, just go out there on a limb and come up with ideas and, and being innovative and saying, okay, we need to pivot. We can do this. We can do that. And being flexible, uh, not only just in how we do it, but learning new things um, has been really rewarding as a leader for me. So one of the things that I took from that, Laurie, um, is uh, the openness and uh, preparedness to prepare for the future, right? So in preparing for the future, you saw that virtual, uh, you know, being, going online was something that was desired, that would definitely be, you know, something coming up in the future that would be uh, very much utilized, right? And uh, you made that transition, and because you did, you were prepared for this, right? Yeah. Uh, you almost had, it was a much easier transition to get more virtual online learning. And um, I think of it similarly uh, with what FPL is doing in terms of uh, hardening and always making sure that our capacity to serve our customers was always uh, more than adequate. So that in times like this, when um, you know the needs shift, uh, we might have greater capacity needs at times, we're able to manage that. And those are the examples of really always looking ahead. Uh, it's imperative. Yeah, it, it, I think it is important. I think for organizations, whether they're nonprofit or for-profit, to stay relevant and make sure that they are always looking at how to meet their customers or, or in our case, our students, our teachers, our volunteers, how to meet them where they are. Um, I mean, we started talking about virtual volunteering two years ago and started doing some of that in our entrepreneurship program with our high schools because to get people for several hours to go to a classroom, right, was extremely difficult because time is so valuable. So we had already started using Skype to bring volunteers and mentors like you into the classroom two years ago, right? So being never being status quo and always looking ahead to the future, or we become irrelevant. And my that's just my 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 um, my experience. Yeah, you know? yeah, totally agree. Totally yeah. Wonderful. So I'm proud of FPNL. I'm so proud of you, my friend. I miss you. Um, and I love, I go on those calls just so I could see you. Um, and I miss our private place. I miss all of that. Um, and we'll get back to that, I know, uh, someday soon, I hope. And thank you so much for sharing with us today. This will go out, you know, to all of our, our audiences and, and, um, because you have so much to bring. You're, you're an amazing asset and leader to this community. 
uh, to me as a friend. And I just want to say thank you for joining me on Recipe for Success in my kitchen. Thank you, Laurie. And, you know, thank you for this idea. And I know that you did start this before, but once again, you know, kind of thinking forward. And it's a wonderful resource and something else for us to do with our time. Yeah, um, absolutely. You. And any resources we can share with our students or with our audience, please send, feel free to send it over. And I would be happy uh, to get that out to them, especially on the environmental uh, pieces. So that would be great. Listen, take care of yourself. Hugs to your hubby and your son. Thank you. And, and to you, and I will see you on our next Alliance call. Yeah, look forward to it. Take Thank care. you, sweetie. Bye. Mommy? Yes, honey. Quiet. You were amazing. Quiet. Amazing. Oh, you made fifth? Fifth? Yeah. Where? Uh, right now. <laughs>